sport. Okay, so now we're recording. Let's go back over here. All right, so we're going to talk about the Champions League draw, and we have divided our discussion into two categories, and the first one is the easy game. So the two easy games uh, are Liverpool-Benfica and oh, Bayern-Villarreal. So, Mickey, which one do you think is... Who got luckier, Liverpool or Bayern? I think the most easy part is for Liverpool yeah. because all the, I think all the teams won Benfica, mm. which is the easiest team. And Bayern, I think, is um, it's a good game because Villarreal is so good, but I think Bayern is a, is a better team. So a different level than Villarreal. Yes. I think Villarreal could draw, maybe, right? The yellow submarine could sneak a draw at home, maybe. But I think you're probably right. I think Bayern moves on to to the, the semifinals. A question, something you maybe didn't know. Did you know that the last time that there were three Spanish teams and three English teams in the quarterfinals in the round of 16, you know who won the Champions League? No. Bayern Munich in 2005. Oof. So there's your... It can be, it can be, because I think he's going to... Is gonna be in the semi final, and we supposed to have a good game to Bayern Liverpool. Mm. We'll have to look at what the the draw would be depending on who won in each of these rounds, but it, it would be interesting. Um, I will confess to being a Liverpool fan and thinking that we did get very lucky. Although I think that any of these teams would have been worth playing. All right, now we got the good games. We're calling not hard games, but good games. The first one we'll talk about. Uh, Chelsea, Real Madrid. Thoughts, opinions, what do you think? I think it's a good game. I think Real Madrid, uh, with the winning in, with PSG, mm -hmm. uh, is very like motivated. Okay, I agree. Uh, what about after, we're recording this the night after the 4-0 complete throttling where Barcelona completely destroyed Real Madrid. Do you think that changes anything for this matchup or not? I think it changes because not all the days they score four goals to Real Madrid. Sure. And but Chelsea as well have the thing with the president and mm -hmm. two goal system is very yes. very specific. I agree. I think uh who do you think wins the, the matchup between Chelsea and Real Madrid if you had to pick? Chelsea I think. I think Chelsea wins. Yes. Ooh, it's a bold statement. Although again, this is coming from an Atletico Madrid fan, so maybe there's a little bit of Char bias there. Char a little bit. Right. And in Atletico City, the next matchup, yeah, good game. might be one of the potentially the best matchup. Chelsea Real is a is a really good matchup, but Atletico Madrid versus Manchester City is two completely different styles going up against each yes. other. I think the the only team in Champions League who can won a City is Atletico. You think so? Yes, I think so. I mean, we'll find out. Liverpool has to play City. Uh, twice in one week now uh, in April. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I agree. I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Do you think that... Uh, how do you think Atletico Madrid approaches this game? How do you think they're going to set up? What do you think? Bus. Yeah. Yes. Park the bus. Park yes. the bus. Nick a goal and park the bus. Yes. Think? Okay. Interesting. Uh, all right. So let's go through. Let's make predictions first about who wins each match. And then I'm going to ask you for a couple of, of different stats that you think are going to come true. So, right, let's start with the easy ones. Liverpool-Benfica, who comes through on that one? Liverpool. Right, you think they win both legs? 90% Liverpool. Okay, 90% yes. Liverpool. I agree. Again, I, I'm biased, but I think 
they certainly make it through. How about uh, Bayern beat Real? Uh, I think Bayern, yes, easy. Fairly easy yes. win. You think like they win both 70, games? 75 for Bayern. Okay. I think that Bayern wins pretty easily at home, um, but they might get a get a draw back in Villarreal. I don't know. Maybe I'm overconfident in Unai Emery, but we'll see. All right, Chelsea-Real Madrid. You already predicted a, a Chelsea victory. Chelsea-Real Madrid, for me, is a 55 Ooh, for the Chelsea. Very close. Having played, having carefully watched the three games of Liverpool-Chelsea in... Um, in both the Carabao Cup and then also the two league games, all of them finishing at a draw, mostly because of Edouard Mendy. Yes. I think it's going to be very close. Mm. I'm going to go Real Madrid just because I think that they have magic somehow in the Champions League. Even though yes. Ronaldo's gone, the magic remains. Mm. All right, here's the big one. Atletico City, what do you think? I know what your heart wants to say, but what does your head say? I mean, I think that City is going to win the first the first uh, match mm-hmm. in the Etihad. Um, I'm going to say 65 for City. Okay. 65%. Right. This is fairly... I, I respect that coming from another Atletico fan to say, okay, I understand how good City really is. Yes. I think that if there's one team that can beat City in the Champions yes. League, like you said, in terms of style, just purely off of style, the team that could beat them is Atletico. It's not yes. to say Liverpool can't beat them or even Bayern can't beat them. They can on their day. But in terms of style, if Atletico can nick a goal and then, like you said, just park the bus, I think they could survive the pressure of Pep Guardiola's it's team. Yeah. Okay, last couple of questions here. Uh, give me the one key player... In each of these matchups. So in Liverpool Benfica, who's the key player um, in between the two teams that's going to make the difference? I think Mohamed Salah. All right, there it is. The man with no contract is going to make yes. the difference. Okay. In Bayern Villarreal, Lewandowski. Okay. Uh, a lot of goals. Score the goals. Chelsea Real, it can be Benzema. Mm. I like Angolo Kante. Mm-hmm. Very important for the, Chelsea. The battle between Benzema and Edouard Mendy, perhaps, could be yes. the, the deciding factor there. Uh, oof, an Atletico City, es que City, they have a, a lot of good players. Yeah. And Atletico, it's hard to pick one player. It's more of the system, right? It's the I team. think Atletico City, Kevin De Bruyne, or Joe Felix and Griezmann. Okay. Yeah, if the two, the two scorers for Atletico Madrid can, can find Oblak a goal. Oblak is important, too. Oblak is very important, I yes. think. I agree there. Okay, and um, let's see, one final question. Uh, if there was going to be a surprise, a team that was the surprise upset out of this round, who do you think it is? Villarreal. Villarreal, all yes. right. The Spanish man chooses yes. the Spanish team. Because, because Atletico, it can be. Hmm. be the, uh, it, would be an, it would be an upset if, if Atletico beats City. I think Benfica is impossible. I, would, I find it very difficult, yes. Yes. Hmm. And Villarreal, they are they are good. This is a good team, yep. and it can be a bit buyer. Yeah. For the rest, I think Liverpool, Chelsea, and City, yeah, they are going to pass. You consider Chelsea to be the favorite of Real Madrid? Yes, but it's because I am from Atletico. Okay. And right. Fair enough. I think that one. I think that is going to to pass Chelsea, but okay. I don't know. I think it's a fairly even matchup, so it's hard to say. Either one of them winning wouldn't necessarily be an upset, but 
Okay, well, uh, that is our take on this round of the Champions League. We'll be back, uh, hopefully, more frequently than in the past to uh, check out how things are going in the Champions League and then report back for future rounds as well. Mickey, thank you. And hopefully we do this again. And see you. All right, we're recording, so let's go back. <clears throat> Let me find the questions. All right, uh, I'm here with Diego, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the new Pokemon game. So, Diego, what is going on? What's happening with Pokemon? The new Pokemon games, like, they returned from Prince Arceus. We got, got back, like, the old formula for Pokemon games, say, like, game badges, uh, wild Pokemon in tall grass, and all that. Legends of Arceus was like a different game. It was not like the main series game. Mm -hmm. It was a different game from the old ones. Um, we can see like the trading thing, like all the all the items that you can get, mm -hmm. were like versions of the main games uh, items, but were, were not the same. Uh, there were also the new catching Pokemon mechanics. New fighting mechanics. Like distracting Pokemon, distracting. things like that, right? Yes. What's new to Arceus, yeah? Yes, and then you like agile and strong moves. Okay, yeah. That That is confirmed to not come back in the new Pokemon game. Mm -hmm. um, I had seen online that a lot of the, the like competitive Pokemon community was not happy with the Legends of Arceus game because uh, you... Well, can you breed Pokemon in Legends of Arceus or no? Not? No, okay. So they are very... They breed for IVs and EVs. Are those things in the game, do you know? Like the In the new game, they're going to be... Because okay. there, was, there is going to be a new competitive scene uh, with new okay. Pokemon and new legendaries. Because, like, if you see the new... The actual competitive in Sword and Shield is just... Uh, Thacian, uh, killing everyone. Mm -hmm. With some other, like, Grodon. And you also see Incineroar in every team. It's a little boring, so we changed the scene to the new Pokemon games. It could be a little bit wider. Tyranitar is going to be back again, so we can use like the Sunstorm teams, like with Landorus and all of that. Mm -hmm. They're going to be fine. But so, let's pray for Sassian to not be like the best Pokemon again. Yeah, there are certain times in the meta where a certain Pokemon like takes over and is completely unstoppable, so hopefully a new game will kind of freshen up the scene. All right. Um, so you kind of told us how this game is different than Legends of Arceus, but give me some specifics about this game or these games. What are they called? Where are they set? What do we know so far? Legends of Arceus is set in like the scenery region from the fourth, the fourth generation. But in the past, we can see like some ascendants from like the, the games, for example, Arezzo or, or the Captain. That are professor from gym badges. Okay, so there's the difference there. Yeah. Uh, badge come from the future, and then the boss battles are different. There are no boss battles in in the new Pokemon games. They're just like the gym badges, like we always seen. Three or four Pokemon each team, and then you have to to go through a league. It's not the same. People say that because they don't they they haven't played like the old Pokemon games. If you play Platinum, Green, um, Silver, so Silver, all those are different from Arceus. I'm different from even from Sword and Shield. Uh, Sword and Shield was like a good game in balance, 
at first, but now it's not. Mm -hmm. And with the new season coming, it's going to be the same. It's two legendary Pokemon in its team. And Sassan is going to dominate again, but in the new in the, in the new games, they're going to be different. In Legend Charles, it was Judon's, each team is different. You don't see for passing the boss and everything. It's like you see your Saluna in, in every team because it's one of the best new Pokemon they added, but it's not like you see the same Pokemon in Steam all over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, why do you think, just out of curiosity, why do you think the Pokemon company made such a big shift from releasing the same type of game every year to going to something like Legends of Arceus that is just so different from what they normally do? Because people were asking for them. It's like, they, there was a very big criticism because you can see like in the, in the adventure part of, of Sword and Shield, it was very easy, you can see that. It was very easy and they were asking like for a difficult game because Hope was giving you potions and the professor too giving you potions and revives and everything and everything was like so premeditated for you to win mm -hmm. like when I passed Pokemon Sword and Shield I passed like in 20 hours in two days and it was like the only trouble I had was for the eighth gym batch and even the league was easy for me well it's I mean I guess what you're saying is there is this long history even you mentioned all of those games like blue and red silver so on and so forth that originally were children's games, right? They were designed for young children, and now they have transitioned into something that is a more, or should be more complex, right? Yes. The, the people who are playing Pokemon have aged alongside the games. Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, can you give me some specific details about uh, Pokemon Violet and... And Scarlet, I believe they're called. Can you tell yes, me yes. something more about them? They're based in Spain. Okay. Like, as well as it was based in Britain. And... Come on, bud. We will go ahead and pause now. We'll let it run, but we'll know that there's a pause here. Is anybody else going to come down and get a Chromebook? Uh, you're okay, now. Okay. Will you close the door? Thanks, bud. All right, we'll start back at the question about Violet and Scarlet, okay? Yes. All right, so can you tell me anything more about, specifically about these new games, about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, I think they're They called? are based in Spain, uh, like, Swanshi was based in Britain. We don't have, like, confirmed Pokemon, like, we have with Swanshi based on that. We've seen the trailers, like, Pokemon, Pokemon that were in all Pokemon games, mm -hmm. and Puppeter and Strings and Starly, that were all already in Pokemon Legends Arceus or in the fourth generation games. Uh, is this similar to Arceus in that it's open world, or is it going back to old style Pokemon games? It was open world, but it was like the old mechanics of badges. Okay. Even if you could see, like, the old Pokemon games were even open world because you could, you could go to the roots every time you want. It's true. Yeah, that's fair. I think, um, I think part of when people think open world now because of games like Skyrim and things like that where you can go anywhere you want at any time, uh, there is a little bit of a difference, right? Like Pokemon, yes, you could return to routes anytime that you wanted to or even get access to certain routes, but it's not like you could go directly to the Elite Four or the Pokemon League and face them. So I think that's an interesting change. Uh, one last question, and then I promise I'll let you go. Uh, if you could design... A Pokemon, much like 
in Sword and Shield, there were Pokemon that seemed to be inspired by British culture, shall we say. What Pokemon would you design for Spanish culture? There were like, there were like in a fan game of Pokemon called Pokemon Iberia. Like it was released like a couple of years ago. It was it became very popular in the Spanish community because it was based in Spain mm -hmm. too. And we had like Paya Ludicolo, uh, some Gypsy, <laughs> Alakazam, uh, even uh, different Tauros. Uh, but it was it was a fan game. It was not an official Pokemon game. So like, they're like copying Pokemon Iberia in some thing, in some stuff. I could use if I was the Pokemon company, I would do I would like buy the, the rights for the, those Pokemon and mm. add them to the the new Pokemon games because they're pretty well designed. Like they look really, that looks like a, an Iberian links and everything. It could be kind of like uh, what happened in the Alolan region where there are like. A lowland sand slash and regular sand slash or execute and executor and a lowland executor yeah. things like that they could be like regional variants yeah. like, it's a good like, idea. like it, it has been in pokemon lands in pokemon lands services mm. there were also like regional like growlith as well right it was one of those pokemon no it was cleavor like um i remember they were or saluna that like, was a version of full sharing mm. uh, there was also other what stuff I'm very sorry. This is, um, Juan's trying to get in here, but this is what comes up. Ask well, question. Then uh, Juan needs to, well, here. It's because whoever did this one uh, at the end of last week, we didn't log out, and so he just needs to make sure that okay. he uh, logs out. So I'll log it in now, and then I just click the wrong thing. It won't let you. It's grayed out because we changed the setting. Okay, well then, I don't know what's going on with one. Diego, will you pause the recording and we'll go ahead and continue in a second. I'm so sorry. Well, we'll just have to stop and we'll continue. Paya Ludicolo, some Gypsy, Alagasam, even different Tauros. Uh, but it was it was a fan game. It was not an official Pokemon game, so like, they're like copying Pokemon Iberia in some thing, in some stuff. I could use if I was the Pokemon company, I would do I would like buy the, the rights for the, those Pokemon and mm. add them to the the new Pokemon games because they're pretty well designed. Like they look really that looks like a, an Iberian links. Everything. It could be kind of like uh, what happened in the Alolan region where there are like Alolan sand slash and regular sand slash or execute and executor and Alolan executor, yeah. things like that. They could be like regional variants. Yeah. Like, it's a good like, idea. Like okay, well, Diego, thank you for telling us about the present, a little bit about the past and the future of Pokemon. And we'll keep you all listeners updated as we find out more about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. The new Kirby game is here, but now in 3D, with the classic mechanics of absorbing your enemies and spitting stars to that defeat others. Certain enemies are going to give you a special power-up, like Sword. Jumping leads Kirby in fighting himself and floating until he goes down. The new mechanic called the Mouthful Mode allows to get the functionalities of certain objects like a car or a candy dispenser. Kirby has to rescue the wild deeds that have been captured and help them to rebuild the town after being attacked. 
The life system is different. When you die, you lose 10 stank, 100 stank coins that you can collect throughout the levels. There are new bosses that each include different mechanics. The first one is called Corimondo. There is a giant monkey that tries to slap you and also attacks in a tornado he creates when he spins. The demo is now available to play for free and you can download it from the Nintendo eShop. Hope you like it. March 16, 2022, a dust storm from the Sahara Desert blew across Europe, affecting several towns throughout the continent, leaving an orange, brown, instead of blue sky. The streets, houses, and automobiles were covered with sand. The red sand makes breathing and air quality slightly more difficult. According to my research online, the storm is known as Calima in Spain, which is another reason why I'm reporting it, is because I reside here. However, this sort of storm comes when dusty and warm winds build during sandstorms in northern Africa, Sahara, and it crosses over and leaves our rain prediction here in Madrid with muddy rain. There was nothing that could be done about it, Miguel Serrano, a Madrid-based journalist, has said. Look at the weather and see if it can help clean up or improve our air quality. In general, higher climate rates will exacerbate more Saharan dust storms, impair air quality, reduce hurricanes, and improve glacier decline. First of all, something that I appreciate about this movie is that the movie doesn't tell you the Batman origin. I mean, if you don't know his backstory yet, you probably don't like Batman. The movie has two villains, the Riddler and the Penguin, but the main villain is a Riddler, and this version of the Riddler is a lot more darker and has better motivation than the last cinematic version of the Riddler. He wants to reveal all the truth behind all the politicians of Gotham. He wants to reveal the truth. He wants to reveal the true side of Gotham. And when the plot keeps going, the reader is going to be revealing a lot of important facts and revelations. All the characters are pretty good. For example, this new Batman is actually interesting because normally Batman has two sides, Bruce Wayne and Batman. But in this movie, Bruce isn't that different from Batman. Both of them hide in the shadows, both of them are traumatized. Maybe one of the differences is that Batman is hated by most of the characters that interact with him, except Gordon and Catwoman. The movie has very good acting scenes, good choreography, but maybe one of the things that can make this movie hard to see is that it's a very long movie, and not all of this movie is action, so if you are used to movies that aren't that long, that have a very simple plot and that basically most of the movie is action, I don't recommend it to you. But if you like a story that is revealing itself while the plot continues, I recommend it to you. Also, if you are a Batman fan, I really think you can enjoy this movie, even though it's a very long movie. I really like this movie, the plot, the action, the characters, especially Batman. I really like this Batman because he infused respect just like Batman knows to do with violence and fear, but some characters actually don't fear the Batman, like for example the Riddler or the Penguin, and maybe some other policemen that appear in the movie. And that was all. Thanks for hearing my review. Roots of Hip Hop Rap has originated predominantly in African American and Latino teenagers in New York City. In the late 1970s, hip-hop rap was developed, part of a scene produced, graffiti art, and breakdancing. 
Trying to create something more entertaining by speaking in time with a beat using rhymes led to rapping, an African-American style called capping, men not doing each other trying to get an audience. The basic elements in hip-hop were boasting raps, groups or rivals, and political social commentary were present within the African-American music. DJs and MC duos formed. DJs began transforming their beats using techniques like scratching, beat breaking, and some of the equipment used were multiple speakers, turntables, and one or more microphones. By 1979, hip-hop was relatively mainstream. Hip-hop had spread around the whole globe in the 1990s with gangster rap. Breakbeat DJing, the breaks of funk songs, mainly the parts suited for dancing, repeated for all-night dance parties. This was the form and basis of hip-hop music using hard funk and rock. A Judy Shark production.